Today is March the 3rd, and today we'll enjoy a short bonus episode on Jephthah. There are a few things that I did want to cover as uh, a bonus episode to the sermon on Jephthah. Uh, first of all, I did want to make people aware that there is a second possible interpretation. I favor the one that I presented on Sunday, and yet uh, there are those who would say that Jephthah did not actually sacrifice his daughter as a human sacrifice. Now, one of the reasons that they say that is because of Jephthah's vow itself. What he literally says is, uh, if I come back in victory from the Ammonites, whatever comes out of my house to greet me will belong to the Lord and will be a burnt offering. Now, the Hebrew particle that's used for and is sometimes used for or. And some believe that what Jephthah was saying was, if it's an animal, it'll be a burnt offering. If it's a person, it will belong to the Lord. This is further substantiated later in the passage, in that when it says that Jephthah kept his vow, um, his daughter died a virgin. So did that mean that he sacrificed her on this spot and she died a virgin? Or that he dedicated her to the Lord and she lived her whole life without ever knowing a man? which is what literally uh, the author says in verses 37 and 39. She did not know a man. It's possible. Some of the rationale behind it is that uh, uh, Jephthah is mentioned in Hebrews 11 as a man of faith. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord came on Jephthah. Jephthah knew Israel's history, so uh, it, it's supposed that he knew also uh, some of Israel's cultists, the way they made sacrifices, and would know that a human sacrifice was not pleasing to the Lord. It is possible. Like I said, I prefer the interpretation that I gave on Sunday. I learned... Um, some time ago a phrase that I've used frequently, the best interpretation is the least interpretation. Um, in other words, the best way to understand the text is by uh, refusing to import other things into the text. It seems to me that in the text, in the context, the idea of a human sacrifice is not only plausible, but it furthers the author of the book of Judges' um, uh, intention of showing just how horrible things had become in Israel.
The second thing I wanted to mention is actually in the initial exchange between the elders of Gilead and Jephthah. In verse 6 of chapter 11, when the elders of Israel, or the elders of Gilead, approach Jephthah, they say to him, come and be our commander. Help us fight the Ammonites. Then later in verse 8, they say, if you lead us in battle against the Ammonites, we will make you ruler over the people of Gilead. And again, Jephthah says, so let me get this straight. If I come with you and if the Lord gives me victory over the Ammonites, will you really make me ruler over all the people? There is a difference, and there are two different Hebrew words used between verse 6 and verse 8. It appears that the elders of Gilead approached Jephthah and said, please come and be our commander. That word is only used three times in the Old Testament. It's used before in the book of Joshua, chapter 10, where Joshua says to the commanders of his army, put your feet on the necks of your enemies, and they do. Uh, the commanders there are definitely not the rulers of the nation. Instead, they are military leaders. It appears like the elders of Gilead first approached Jephthah and said, please fight this war for us. Uh, Jephthah, in the way he responded, let them know that's not enough. And so they came back and said, okay, you can be the ruler if you win. Now it is interesting to note that after the war, chapter 12, verse 7, Jephthah judged Israel for six years and then he died. Um, we're not told how, we're not told if he died in old age. Or led to believe that no, it wasn't particularly old age. But his reign was short, only six years long. Uh, I wonder what that reign was like. The only other thing that I wanted to mention was the episode with Ephraim. But really, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, look back at the devotional on February the 26th, uh, Jephthah's misunderstanding about Israel. That tells the story of how Jephthah took his army and killed 42,000 Ephraimites in Israel, uh, certainly showing just how horrible things had become in Israel. Hey, I hope you enjoyed uh, the bonus episode on Jephthah. This Sunday, Zach will talk to us about Samson. Next week, we'll come back with a bonus episode about Samson. I encourage you to like and follow on the platform that you listen to this bonus episode on. If you enjoyed it, share it with your friends. If you have a question, send it to us at questions at becomehope.com. See you Sunday when we'll talk about Samson. Thank you.